Welcome to episode one of Behind the Membership. I'm kicking off season one talking with Stacey Harris from Hit the Mic Backstage. Stacey shares a lot of great information in this episode, but I particularly like how Stacey positions her membership as an upgrade to her podcast. I also really love the fact that she launched the membership in just two weeks using content that she already had, which I think is a great example of what can be done. And we also have some great discussions about how her membership's changed in the last couple of years. I'm really happy to be starting this season off talking with Stacey, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Behind the Membership with Callie Willows. Real people, real stories, real memberships. Today I'm joined on the show by the Stacey Harris from Hit The Mic Backstage. Thanks so much for joining me on the show, Stacey, and actually for being my very first guest. I'm pretty excited about it because you know how excited I am for you to start a podcast. As a (laughs) podcaster, I'm always really excited when people start podcasts, especially friends. I'm always like, yay! It's been a long so I'm time. Excited. Okay, so your membership is Hit the Mic Backstage, and this has evolved from your podcast, Hit the Mic. And you're yep. all about helping people to grow their business online via social media. So, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the membership and what it offers and who it's really for? Absolutely. So my membership is really positioned and structured to be essentially an upgrade to my podcast. So we talk a lot about the same things uh, in the podcast and in the training community. However, usually the training community gets stuff first. So like one of the episodes we do every month on the show is three things you must know right now. And usually that's network updates and things like that. All of that stuff goes on as I hear about it in the membership community. And so we have a library of 60 plus trainings as of right now. And we also have three full structured courses in there, um, which is how I used to deliver trainings and content like this. And then we also have an actual VIP lounge, which is the private community and forum right on the site. And that's where people can actually ask me questions. And so it really is meant to help the DIYer, mostly online entrepreneurs, a lot of which are in the info space. So coaches, consultants, service providers, things like that really help get their message to the people who need it, their community, when they're still at that DIY stage, but they they need a sounding board. They need somebody to help cut through the clutter of information out there. Because especially with social media, Googling is not always necessarily the fastest way to find an answer. Because a lot of time, whatever ranks on page one is three years old and no longer super relevant. So backstage is there to serve as that place where you could go, ask the question, watch the training, whatever you need to help you get to that next place. Oh, that sounds great. And, you know, as a business owner myself, I know it's so easy to become overwhelmed by all the different things you're supposed to know and pay attention to and what social media things you're supposed to be doing now and things. So it's great that you kind of help people cut through that noise and and find out what they're actually supposed to be focusing on and doing. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in, in there's not a lot you have to do with, with your online marketing. There are things that you should do to best connect with your right people. Trying to know all the things, be all the places and, and, execute everything at a super high level is probably not the best use of your time. So let's instead focus on the things that are the best use of your time, showing up in the right places at the right time with the right message. Yeah. And that sounds absolutely perfect. It's it's Um, much more freeing. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So 
I love knowing how people have actually structured their membership sites. So is yours always open? Can people join any time whenever they need to? Or do you just launch a few times a year? Mine is open all the time. Selfishly, I don't super love launches. Like they're just not my favorite thing to execute in my business. So there's that. definitely times when we go into a higher promo period for the membership. But I, I really enjoy it being open and accessible all of the time. Because we, ha- we do have some members who, who will come and go. So they'll come for three months and then they'll take a month off or two months off and then they'll be back to ask questions because they're, they're evolving something or they've grown. And then we have people who come just because they need help with a specific thing and you never know when they're going to need that. So I really like it being available whenever people need it. We also have people who joined before the door were technically open to the actual community and, and haven't left in almost two years now. So I, I like it being around for whenever people need it. Yeah, I mean, I think for this kind of topic as well, it's the kind of thing where if people are searching for it or they're looking for that information now, they're not necessarily going to wait a few months to actually get that training kind of thing. Absolutely. And because it is positioned as an upgrade to the podcast, it doesn't super make sense to have it, it closed. I mean, there's a reason the show is called Hit the Mic with the Stacey Harris and the membership community is called Hit the Mic Backstage. It is the next logical step for listeners. And so to structure it as something that closes and opens sort of hinders my ability to, to have it positioned that way. Yeah, definitely. Because if you want people to carry on from the podcast, they have to actually be able to, to do that and to join. Exactly. I don't know how reliable a wait list launch setup would be for my particular membership community yeah no and we've talked before and you know we're fans of the evergreen model anyway so yeah totally agree with that and I think you mentioned there you've been up and running for nearly two years now August will be two years with your pricing what's the price now and has that changed much in those two years it's changed a lot in two years so right now it's $40 a month or $400 per year so you save a little bit on the the annual, which I think is a pretty textbook setup. Also, the math is just easier. When I first launched, we did a special early bird launch kind of setup because I actually, I don't know how far down the rabbit hole you want me to go with this, but we actually started selling the membership before the membership existed. Before I had built the site, we were selling spots in it. And so we sold to, without any real launch, just sort of to my email list and to my social community a price of $50 per year for their lifetime of their membership. We still have members in at that rate, which I find to be just super fun. I I kind of, I know a lot of membership owners sort of rub up against having that early bird member still there and they're not paying as much, but I find it fantastic because I feel like they've stuck with me and that's really cool. So that, that was available only until the doors actually opened. And then we adjusted the price to $9 a month or $99 a year. That only lasted about, I think three months. Then we went to $25 or $250 a year. And that lasted probably eight months. And then at the one-year anniversary, so maybe it was a little less than eight months. At the one-year anniversary, we raised, or right after, we raised it to 40 months or 400 per year. And I don't see it going up anytime soon, to be honest with you. I like the price point, especially for who I'm serving and, and the value that's there. I don't know that it won't ever change, but I don't see it changing again anytime soon. Yeah, and kind of, I think once you get to that kind of two year mark, the price that you have there, unless you make any big changes, typically stays the same. I mean, it's the same for us as well. We've put the price up a couple of times, but what it is now, you know, I can't see it going up higher than that. Yeah, I think one of the things we're toying with is actually offering a third level. So instead of just a monthly and the annual, there'd be like a VIP level that had a little more access to me. Yeah. 
sort of in line with the, the mastermind setup we kind of have set up, but a little more focused on people who want the membership plus maybe a one-on-one call a month. I could see us doing that at some point, maybe. Yeah. Versus in, instead of raising the price across the board, sort of adding an extra incentive. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's a good approach because it's kind of Mike always likes to say you kind of go that with that vertical approach rather than mm-hmm. just raising the price every time. And yeah, and those kind of there's always going to be those people that do want that extra bit of access for you and are happy to, to pay for that access. Absolutely. So that's a little bit about the membership itself. And it sounds pretty awesome. But what first got you interested in starting the membership? Where did the idea for Hit the Mic Backstage actually come from? So I have always, always really liked the training library kind of model. I wanted one for a really long time. I built four courses before I launched Backstage. And the the problem, the struggle, I should say, in my area is that when you build a course and they buy it, you have to keep updating it, but you're no longer getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> The first course I ever created was called the Rockstar Guide to Facebook. And I sold it one-time access for like $97. It was a six-module program. It is current and exists inside Backstage. But here's the deal is I, I made the $97 per head. And three months after it launched, it was outdated. And so I found myself sort of every time it would get completed, I was, I was starting over again. But I was, I was making money on it essentially because it was a passive income product. Well, it was allegedly a passive income product. People could buy it anytime. It was not feeling very passive at the time. And it just, it just, it was, it was feel, it felt like I was just sort of rolling this rock uphill, but I, I kept convincing myself that my audience wasn't big enough for a membership site. My audience, you know, just wasn't there. And I needed to have this massive list of like a hundred thousand people before I could have a membership site. And I had had a launch for another rockstar guide earlier in the year, two years ago. So what was that? 2015. And the spring launch just hadn't gone as well as I had really wanted it to. And so to hit my, my Q3 income goal, I needed to, to put something else in there. So I put together, or my Q2, I should say. I do, or at the time, I did a, a brand new webinar every month. And I had been doing it for about a year, year and a half. But I always take my webinar down three days after they run live. So I had this library of, of great webinars that were totally current and ready to use just sitting in my Google Drive. So I packaged them up and made them something called the Rockstar Resource Pack. And it was awesome because I could sell that real quick and hit my goal. Well, when that rolled around again into Q3 and I was like, I, I really want to hit my income goal. Maybe I'll just repackage that again and I'll sell it again. And a friend of mine goes, why don't you just put them in a membership site? And I was like, I just don't have the audience for that. I just don't have the audience for that. And she was like, well, just try it. And if it doesn't work, then just turn it back into the pack. Give everybody lifetime access and stop charging them. I was like, all right. So we launched Hit the Mic Backstage, which was essentially the, which started with that training library, which is essentially the Rockstar, Rockstar resource pack to start with. And it, it took off and it's, it's been two, almost two years now. And it's hands down one of my favorite parts of my business. We add new trainings every month or update old trainings, one of the two. But yeah, it all started with a a bunch of webinars that I had done nothing with. I love that. I'm a huge fan of repurposing content. So the fact that that was kind of your starting point for the membership is great because I think so many people have that kind of all that content just sitting there, not doing anything with it. So yeah, it's great that you turn that into the starts of the membership site. 
it, well, and it was it was something that was really nice to have because I didn't have to worry about creating a bunch of cop a bunch of content to go into it before I launched. I was able to go from yeah, I'm going to do this to launching in about two weeks because I had a membership site structure already because my courses sat on one. I just kind of had to get the graphics and the branding and, and sort of put it all together and, and create a sales page. So it, it really, once I decided to do it, was able to evolve really quickly because I kind of had that stuff in place already that I could repurpose. And I think sometimes we we get so distracted by all the things we're going to have to do that we don't take the time to look at what we have. You know, I know a lot of people who listen to my show have entire courses sitting on Google Drive or Dropbox that they've built and written and created and they've just never released. They've never sold. So looking at those things that you have, looking at the webinars you've done, the the opt-in training funnels you've created before that maybe you're not using anymore or you are using and you can add a little bit more to to extend the experience and then that can become your membership. I think we get distracted on everything that we have to create from scratch and that becomes an obstacle to doing anything. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, you know, definitely something we see people worrying too much about having to have enough content or creating the phase two membership site right from the start and things like mm-hmm. that. So yes, yeah, starting with what you've already got is, is brilliant advice. And as you, you know, what did you say? It was two weeks it took you to actually yeah. do some kind of idea to launch, which, yeah. you know, that's awesome. Being able to kind of take action like that. I find if I do it fast, it's less scary. (laughs) It's like pulling off a bandaid. You just have to go. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So with starting the membership so quickly, have you found that it's actually evolved quite a lot over the last couple of years or is it, is it fairly similar to how it was when it first started? It's basically the same because what I offer is what I offer, but it's definitely evolved. It's definitely You know, when we first started, we did two brand new trainings every month. Now we do a recorded training and a live training. Sometimes they're brand new, but a lot of times they are updated versions of old trainings. You know, earlier this year, we redid completely our Rockstar Guide to Facebook. And so instead of having a new training that month, they got basically a brand new six-module course because all of that content was updated. So that's evolved a little bit because there's almost more value in updating than there is creating new for the sake of creating new. Yeah. But the structure is, is mostly the same. It's broken down the same way. I like to think it looks better now, but I'm already looking at its next iteration of what it looks like, but it's, it's mostly the same. Yeah. So you've, I think you've recently rebranded the, the site a little bit, haven't you, or the design a bit? I have. We just, we just recently did that. When I really, when I first launched Hit the Mic Backstage, I, I thought it had to have its own branding. So for those of your listeners who don't know who I am, which I mean, come on guys. How could you not? (laughs) Right. I'm a personal brand. My stuff is all over at thestacyharris.com. And I had a very specific brand. It's still a very specific brand there. And when I launched to the mic backstage, I kind of gave it its own separate brand. Like it had its own brand colors. It sits on its own website still, but that's just from a ease of use perspective. It's easier for me to separate them structurally. Yeah. But it had its own look and feel. It looked similar-ish to the Stacey Harris, but it has one color kind of vibe. And like, I don't know, maybe six months ago, I was like, why is that? <laughs> why? It's, it's an extension of the podcast, which is an extension of the Stacey Harris. So really it should have the same branding. So it got, it got all new branding and now it looks like everything else does in my, in my world. 
and we restructured the site a little bit. Um, but I think we're probably going to restructure it again. Cause I still, it's still not where I want it to be as far as like stupid, easy to use. It's easy to use. Now I want it to be stupid, easy to use because a lot of times with things we package for clients, I think we think about it so much that it seems obvious, but then when you think about it from the perspective of somebody who has not spent 24 hours a day for two years thinking about this, it's maybe not as clear. Yeah. And I, I think that's definitely the curse of the, the membership site owner is, you know, on the one hand, you want the experience to be as awesome as possible for your members, but sometimes that can lead to you overcomplicating things or overlooking the simple things that your members actually want or need. Sometimes I know I'm guilty of going for cute instead of clear. Yeah. I think we all used to tell me. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a work in progress. I think, which is part of membership site running. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think memberships are always a work in progress. And if they're not, then they should be, you know, it's a long-term model. So if that's just static the whole time with no change, then it's probably going to burn out sooner or later. Which I think is clear because like, I don't know, a month after I launched my membership site, everyone in the world launched a membership site. <laughs> I swear, everyone, most of which are gone now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, most of which, there's a couple still around, but I would say probably 80% of the people who I know of, not necessarily know personally, but sort of were in my world who launched membership sites in the three months after I launched mine have, have closed the doors and are done with it. Really? Um, because I think people think it's going to be this awesome recurring passive revenue and it's not. Yeah. I think, it's awesome recurring revenue. It is not entirely passive. Yeah, definitely. I think there's, there's definitely a lot more work involved than a lot of people might think. And yeah, you've got to be in it for the long haul and take care of your members, which is one of the things I know you do really well because I, I know we've spoken before and you've got awesome retention rates. So it shows that, you know, you're doing something right. I spend so much of, of my time in what I teach talking about community. And that's, that's really why running a membership site was a no-brainer for me because it's, it's, it's essentially running a community. So my biggest thing is I always make sure I treat them like people and I, I, I do evolve it and I do make sure it's, it's there and it's clear. And, and it's always a tricky balance between, you know, establishing and committing to your own boundaries so it doesn't go, it doesn't creep too far and being of service and, and over-delivering in, in whatever way you can. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely somebody, you have to care about what's happening to your members. You have to care about the experience they're having, the results they're having. It just makes it easier to stay with it. Yeah, it really does. So with all of that, then what's been the actual biggest challenge you've found along the way? Is there anything in particular where you've thought, oh, I didn't, I didn't expect that or, oh, this is, this is a bit more than I intended? Probably two things. First being, I really hoped it would be recurring passive revenue. <laughs> Lesson learned, as I've shared. I didn't realize how much work it would be to to keep it going as it grew. From a, not just from a running the community really, but from a sales perspective. Because when you don't launch, when it is open all the time, you essentially are always launching. So we always have some new sales funnel that's going out or some new piece of content that need, that is, I mean, in full transparency, everything I do that's at a free level is structured to drive traffic to this thing that's paid. I mean, I don't think that I'm, I'm revealing any major marketing secrets here. And so that I think I didn't anticipate it being constant. 
I, and I, it's not, maybe it's not that I didn't anticipate it because that would be a bit naive of me, but I, I didn't think about it. I didn't consider it, but it is a constant sales process. It is a constant launch without, without the, you know, the crazy 20 hour days that generally happen to me before a regular launch because it is all the time and that wouldn't be sustainable, but it is something that I'm always, so what can we try now? Okay. What can we test now? What about this? Can we tweak? What about this ad, you know, ad sequence? Can we tweak, you know, what's the new marketing thing? How can we tweak how we're delivering the message in the podcast? How can we make it easier for them to get from the podcast to the sales page? You know, should we run a special offer? Should we, you know, all of those things. I didn't anticipate the amount of time I would spend selling the membership site versus serving the membership. Yeah. So I think that's a good point there, the selling versus the the serving. And is your, your membership not full-time, is it? You have other services that you offer as well. Right. It's full-time in the sense that my business is full-time, yeah. but it's it's only one offering. So we essentially, the offerings inside my business run into four streams. The membership site sits at the, the low end of that. We have some ongoing coaching and consulting. We have some one-off coaching and consulting. Uh, and then we have done-for-you services on more of the agency side. Okay, cool. So do you have a team in place that helps you to manage all this as well? Or, yes. or are you doing everything yourself? Oh, good God, no. <laughs> I tried for a while and it nearly killed me. No, I have I have a team. So we, we kind of have two. So I have a team that helps on the agency side of things. And then we have a support team for for me and the membership. So when you reach out to customer service, like say you emailed backstage at thesteceyharris.com, which is our, our customer service email address, the team is generally who's going to answer you there. Every once in a while, I'll get in there. But generally speaking, my VA team or my husband who works for me and runs, basically, it's a back end of everything <laughs> and make sure I show up places and, and things like that. They're generally who's responding to that. Awesome. So they help to take some of that load off you at least. It allows me to focus content forward, all the forward facing stuff. So the podcasts, the Facebook lives, the membership trainings, the office hours, the coaching calls, the consulting, all the, you know, we, we joke about this, but essentially my husband, Charles runs the business and I'm the deliverable. Okay. So anything where you're engaging with, with the business, you're, you're generally engaging with me. We do have a team that helps us execute some of those things. You know, we've got some design people on our team and, and we're currently expanding our, our social media manager side on the agency. So if anybody's interested, email me at hello at these So we have that. But generally, if you're engaging with, with any of the marketing materials or um, any of the training stuff or the consulting or the coaching, that's where you're going to get me is that front end stuff. Yeah, you're you're the star of the show, essentially. Yeah, it's pretty much my personality. <laughs> it's who I am. I don't like to do the boring stuff, the behind the scenes, and nobody gets to acknowledge my awesomeness. Yeah, I think I think you know, I think stepping into being the star of your membership, your business, is really important when you get to a certain point. Because if you are trying to do everything yourself, you're you're not going to be as available to do the things that only you can do. Right. So, so what does a typical day actually look like for you now you have the membership then? So the membership takes up at least a little bit of every single day, but I also have time structured out where the membership is the only thing I do all day. So this time of the month, like we're recording this towards the end of the month, I'm pretty membership focused right now because I'm prepping content for the next month's trainings. 
So I'm pretty membership focused this month, but typical day, just sort of average every day. I'm up, I go through my morning routine stuff. And then once I hit the office, I do this terrible thing where I don't check my email. (laughs) Uh, I write first thing in the morning and then I check my email and then the whole day is gone because I've gotten into my inbox and now my time is somebody else's. Next after the email is always the membership site. I always check the forum, see what's going on in there. And then whatever that day holds. So I block out my time kind of strangely. I'm pretty day focused. So I have membership days where I'm, I'm building training or I have days that are client days that I'm on calls with people. So generally, whatever that day is about happens next. Check in the forum again midday. Then whatever, again, going back to whatever the afternoon is about. And then I always end my day checking in on the forum. So I spend a lot of time in the community as far as my average day-to-day engagement with the, with the community. Awesome. And so you mentioned before the community is on site. So you're using a forum for that as well. Yeah, we use an IP board where we use not a, we use the IP board plugin (laughs) or not, I guess it's not technically a plugin, but it sits alongside our WordPress site. We did the Facebook group thing for a long time. I didn't like it. It's harder to keep up with. It's harder to stay on top of. I still have members that ask if we can have a Facebook group. (laughs) And I still say no, because again, it's all about balancing your boundaries and their requests. But it, personally, I like having um, it offsite. It allows you to be really focused instead of going into the abyss that is Facebook. Also, with the things that are happening currently with Facebook groups and, and where it's evolving to, I'm not super comfortable having people pay to be a part of an environment I can't control. Yeah, definitely with you on that one. <laughs> It's just, you know, I'm, when, I, when people are investing in essentially me, I'm very protective of their user experience and I can't control the Facebook user experience. You know, I'm currently dealing with a bug on my, my site, which is probably the other technical or the other thing, challenge that I've run into is the technical side of things from time to time are buggy and that's driving me crazy. But at least I can, I can, I can hire somebody, you know, we have, we have a guy on our team who goes in and, and fixes those things. I can't do that with Facebook. If something goes buggy, I have no control over it. And I, I think we totally agree with you on the, the Facebook group versus forum thing there. And I think what you said there is important as well, that, you know, you do have members asking for the Facebook group, but it is that kind of the way you put it, the balancing your boundaries with, with member requests and that whilst you want to listen to members and, you know, give them the best community possible, you also need to do what's right for you and what's right for the membership in the long term as well. Yeah. I think a lot of it, you know, the same of it lines up with like, if you were teaching in a classroom, your students are going to ask for certain things that you know are not necessarily for their highest good. (laughs) And so as, as the teacher, which is essentially what we are when we're running a membership, we have to make sure that we are protecting their learning environment. Yeah. I think that's a great way of looking at it. Actually, nobody teaches math on the playground. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is definitely the playground. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I like to think of it as being more the pub, but yeah, Playbook yes. is pretty good as well. See, I feel like Instagram is more the pub and, and Snapchat is like a really divey pub. <laughs> is that the dodgy one with the bouncers on the door? Yeah, yeah. That, that's Snapchat. That sounds about right. I, li- um, I like this idea of putting social networks into like different boozy locations. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. That could just be me though. No, there's definitely some potential there, I think. I feel like that is a whole podcast episode waiting to happen. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah okay okay so um we've looked a little bit at the challenges and how you structure things there so what's actually been your highlight or your favorite thing about running the membership so far 
Is it bad if I say recurring revenue? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I really enjoy, I really enjoy not just recurring revenue because it's nice to have a sort of baseline of recurring revenue because we do that with our management clients at a much higher scale. Yeah. But I like getting to stay with, so I'm an extrovert. I don't know if you know this about me, Callie, but I'm an extrovert. <laughs> I never so I guess. like building relationships with these people. I like getting to connect with them over time. And that was actually something. So at one point in my business, before I launched the membership site, I had stopped offering management services and I was, I was going to move to an all course structure. And they had, they had, I had a Facebook group that went along with my courses and I just, I missed engaging with my clients because when it's my management clients, I, I have management clients who I have been managing their stuff for four or five years. I mean, I, these are friends. These are people who, who ask about my son and who, you know, we talk about vacations and you build real relationships with these people. And I missed that immensely. And what's been really cool is in having the membership site, I get some of that because I spend time talking to these people every week, every month for two years now, essentially. And I know what their businesses are. I know what their struggles are. I know what their blocks are and the resistance they run into as entrepreneurs. And they know that they can come and and ask a question and I'll be like, no, you have to do it. Or no, you don't have to do it. It's fine. Try it this way. It might might feel better. So that's probably realistically my favorite part. But recurring revenue is super nice too. Yeah. And I think the two go hand in hand because that recurring revenue shows you that your your members are happy with what you're doing and what you're providing. Yeah. So, you know, having that when members keep paying you month after month, there's also that kind of reassurance there that, yeah, you are doing the right thing for them. You are helping them. You are supporting them as well. So I think, I think the two things go hand in hand, the helping members as much as possible and having that relationship with them and, you know, yeah, the niceness of having that money coming into your account every month as well. Okay, so let's shift gears a bit now and talk about what you're actually doing to grow your membership. So in terms of getting people through the door and bringing in new members, now I know you've mentioned that the podcast is kind of one of your big lead-ins to the membership, but what's one of the things that's worked really well for you? Um, So the only thing that sits alongside the membership is we do a weekly Facebook Live that helps a lot. It actually, it drives a surprisingly high amount of people because they get a a feel for what it's like to do. You know, once a month we do something called ask me anything in the, in the backstage area. So it's essentially a live video call for people to ask me questions. And so with the Facebook live, they kind of get a feel for what that's like. It's, it's an even more tangible, you know, what it's like to learn from Stacy kind of experience. And then really alongside that, the only other thing we really do a ton of is having a really solid sales funnel that's kicked off by Facebook ads and drives traffic to either a content or straight to an opt-in depending on the audience. Those funnels are again, trainings with me two ways. We do a webinar and a challenge within, within one opt-in. So they sign up for what's technically a challenge or a three-day training series as we call it. And then as a bonus, we give them a webinar that first with that first email that essentially covers all the same content. It's just in another form. And then they spend the three days getting the email sequence to kind of walk them through it. We wrap it up with another reminder. Here's the webinar training, video training. And inside of that, we also offer a seven day, $1 trial. And that has been the best thing I implemented because when people can try something on like that, 
it's just easy. It's an easy yes to say, okay, it's a buck. It's fine. And for me, I learned very early that if I could get a member in, I could keep them. It was just about getting them in the door. Yeah. And I, I, I love trials for that as well. It's that kind of giving members that kind of that no, no pressure, no, no hard sell approach to actually just actually see what the goods are first. And I think that's something you get with membership sites that you, you don't get with other products, the ability to do that. Yeah. And when we pitch them the trial, we also tell them exactly how to cancel it. So there's no like hidden way out. I know this is something that Mike talks a lot about on his show on the sales page. That's for the trial. It actually walks you through the cancellation process (laughs) because I, I want it to be a no brainer. Yes. Yeah, I would agree with you there. The easier you make it or the clearer you make it that, you know, this, we're not trying to trick you here. We're not trying to trap you. You can just come in. I've got so much belief in my product that I'm happy for you to try it, use it, see what's happening. And, you know, if that's not for you, then that's fine. You can just cancel before you're paid anything else. I think you make a great point in having a big belief in your product. I think if you currently don't have that kind of belief in your product, that's something you need to, you need to evaluate before you're worrying about getting more people in the door. Yeah, definitely. And I love uh, what you said there as well about having the challenge and the webinar together. Um, I think that's a little bit different having kind of the, the webinar straight away followed by the challenge and things like that. That's a little bit different to the typical kind of challenge live webinar format you typically see. It was something that, you know, I was working with you guys when, when I started testing it and it was one of those things that just kind of dawned on me, like, I wonder what would happen. This is what happens when you're a marketer is you spend time laying awake going, I wonder what would happen if I did this. <laughs> and then you test it. And it's actually worked really, really well. Cause you get that instant gratification, which we also love because nobody likes signing up for a challenge. and like, okay, great. See you tomorrow. And you're like, okay, but I had this question now. It will answer all your questions right now. However, it allows you to get all the content, get all the concepts and then execute alongside of me, which I think really answers the, the cons of the other ones. So, you know, the con of a challenge is it's a little bit harder to get all of the content to them because you're focused on the actions they need to take. And with a webinar, it's really hard to get people to take action on it after they've consumed the content. So this allows me to sort of like, here's the value, here's the execution. And that way you can give them, I know you guys on your membership site have this area called the quick wins. I essentially do the quick win with my opt-ins. Here's your quick win. Now, if you're ready to execute this stuff, here's where we do it. Or if you're ready to get help on the, the hows of, you know, like one of our funnels is Facebook ads. So we learn all about the stuff you need to do to make your Facebook ad campaign successful, the targeting information. You're, you've made a plan, you know, your copy, you know, your graphics. Great. Now here in the trainings inside the backstage, we can actually walk you through using power editor, ads manager, all of those things, setting up your pixel, building custom audiences. So here's your quick one as far as you built a plan and you're going to be successful. Here's how to actually execute it inside the paid area. Again, it's that natural next step to, yeah. to actually implementing what they're learning, which is great. And you mentioned a little earlier that, you know, once you get people into the site, you keep them. So what are you actually doing to keep your members engaged and, and retaining them month after month? For me, it goes back to treating people like people. I think a lot of times as memberships grow it's easier to get stuck in, in the idea that they're not necessarily just numbers. I don't want to accuse anyone of being that cold, but there's such a mass of them that you, you think I can't connect with everybody individually. So I'm not going to worry about it. 
But in the reality of running a membership site, a very small percentage of your members are actually going to try to engage with you. They just, it's just the reality. I'm sure you guys have seen that with a lot of your, your own stuff, your client stuff. There's definitely a, a section of people who are your, your biggest adapters and, and who, who are going to be engaged and wanting to have conversations. Yeah, definitely. And so I focus on them. I, I talk to them. I answer questions. You know, we've got office hours, you know, for two hours a week, but I'm in backstage every single day, checking in, seeing what's going on, sharing news, sharing wins, sharing podcast episodes, whatever it is that day. I act as if I'm a part of the community and not above the community. I love that. I love, I love it when membership site owners are happy just digging into the community and, and really being a part of that. You mentioned there that you do office hours every week, was it? Do you say, is that a yeah. video office hours or is that a, you're in the forum during that time to answer questions? We do. So we kind of have it structured two ways. We do weekly office hours. So from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesdays, I'm actually guaranteed to be in the forum. So we can go back and forth. And a lot of times I'll do like profile reviews for people then. I'm guaranteed to be there. So if you want a question answered fast, that's the best time to ask it. And then once a month, we do our Ask Me Anything, which is usually somewhere between 15 minutes and an hour, depending on how many questions I get. And that's actually a video. You can ask me questions. I'll answer it. I like doing that too, because I can do a quick screen share. But even during office hours, if it's something that's easier for me to share with a video, I'll open up. I I use a tool called Loom in Google Chrome as an extension. And I'll record a quick video and share a link in the forum. So that's kind of how our, our questions are structured in two ways. Awesome. Yeah, I think that, you know, the fact you give members so much opportunity to actually ask questions and get feedback and things, that's absolutely awesome. It's my favorite part. I, I like that. Part. I mean, I like doing the trainings. It's fun to do those. But especially our recorded training, I talk to my camera or I'm doing a screen share, you know, a screencast. I'm recording my screen on my computer. There's not, there's not the, the people part. There's not the engagement part. I have to wait for that, which is, it's, it's the same with podcasting versus Facebook live. I have to wait for the gratification as far as people responding to it, which I'm not a huge fan of. And um, <laughs> as you know, so I, I really like the forum because, and, and, and ask me anything because I'm able to engage directly right then. It's that instant gratification of people are, are paying attention. You know, I think about it a lot, you know, with actors or stand-up comedians. It's the, it's the difference between doing a live production and filming a TV show or filming a movie. Yeah, that's a really good way of looking at it, actually. And yeah, you know, you're always going to get that, that deeper connection and relationship when you're doing that kind of thing directly with people. Mm-hmm. So... Overall, then, what's the impact that having a membership has had on your life, your business? Well, it's funny because a a lot like podcasting, it seems to give some section of people this illusion that I am am cooler in some way (laughs) Um, because there's this barrier to entry because people think, oh, well, I, I could never put that together or I could never deliver content that with that kind of consistency which I think is hilarious because if I can do it, literally anybody can like, it's, just, it's really not that complicated of a thing, guys. It's, it's following steps, which Callie and Mike are happy to outlay and in their membership site, which I really wish I would have found before I launched my membership site. Just by the way, guys, if you could just go back in time and that would have made my life so much easier. But for me, it really, it's changed my, my reach, my ability to connect. It's changed my income from a, from a business perspective. But from a personal perspective, it's allowed me to connect every single day with my community in a really direct way that I don't necessarily get 
anywhere else. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's a nice impact to have, especially as you said, for somebody who's extroverted and and likes that connection and that day-to-day relationship with people, then yeah, that's pretty sweet. I like to... I won't go as far as saying I like people because that's not a general thing that's probably very true about me. I like my people. (laughs) Some sections of all people have a tendency to rub me the other way, but I love my people and my community. They're, they're strong and amazing and wanting to make this world a really cool place in whatever way they're, they're approaching that. And and they tend to be very passionate about what they're doing. And, And I, I really enjoy being around people like that who have that urge to, to support their little corner of the world. And I feel like, especially with online businesses, we're able to really make a much bigger impact than we initially think we're making because it is easier to make an impact on the other corner of the world. And so it's, it's fun to get to connect with those kind of people every day. Yeah. I think you do it in such a good way as well. And, you know, I do love the fact that this is kind of an extension of your podcast. So people already have that idea of who you are and whether you are fit for them and and things like that as well. So I, I can imagine, and I kind of wish I, I was a member of Hit the Mic backstage now, but I can imagine you have a really strong community there of, of people that know who you are and are similar minded themselves as well. Thank you. I, I, I'm, I'm really grateful. It's definitely, it's still, it's still growing. It's definitely something that we work on every single day. I have massive goals for this community. As you know, I, I want this thing to take over the world because I know for me, the biggest frustration in my life it's people telling me they're stupid because it drives me crazy <laughs> because just because you don't know something yet does not make you stupid. It just means you have a hole in your knowledge. And guess what? That hole does not necessarily need to be filled up. That's why people like me and people like Callie exist because you don't need to know every part of everything. And so I want the membership to eradicate people telling me they are stupid about online marketing and social media. <laughs> now, I, I love that goal. I think that's, that's an awesome goal. And that that was kind of actually going to be my, my last question of, you know, what does the future hold? What's next for you and the membership? And it sounds like world domination is, is the plan there. Global domination. That's it. I, you know, I have absolutely no doubt that you're going to crush those goals. And I, I can't wait to see how that actually works out for you. We'll have to get you back on the show in the future to, to tell us how it's all going. We'll do a follow-up when I have dominated the world, like pinky in the brain style. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Does anybody remember that show? I love that show. I kind of vaguely remember it, but I don't think I ever really watched it. So I, I know enough of it to get the jokes. But yes, it was a, it was a running joke between my mom and I. What are you doing, Pinky? Where what are we doing today? Same thing we do every day. We try to take over the world. <laughs> and now my son says it too. First of all, I think I, as I said, I'm excited to see you see you do that. Thank you. Um, so I think that about wraps it up unless there's anything else that that you kind of want to mention about the membership or what you'd wish you'd known before you got started. I, I wish I would have known a lot of things. However, if I knew them, I would not have learned new things. So I'm good with what I knew. It would have been super handy had you guys exist a little earlier. I mean, selfishly. But no, I mean, I, I think memberships like anything in business is about starting before you feel 100% ready which is probably true of outside of business too. I just, I'm a very business focused person, <laughs> but it's, it's so if you're thinking about it or if you are hesitant about it, I think do it. Nothing in life is permanent. If you do it for a year and you hate it, stop doing it. <laughs> Make a deal. 
but yeah, I, 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 it's one of the best things I've ever done. It's probably my favorite part of my business outside of speaking directly in person, just because then I super get that instant gratification because I can actually see people. But yeah, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love it. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I get to do it and that my community is willing to be part of it year after year now. Yeah. And you know, you're about to hit year two and I'm sure it's going to be going on for many years still to come. It's been awesome talking with you as always. And thank you so much for sharing your journey and great bits of wisdom in there as well. Before we go, I know your membership's at hitthemicbackstage.com, but where else can people connect with you if they want to tune into your podcast, your blog, your challenges, anything else that you're doing? So literally everything else is at thestacyharris.com. Stacy is spelled with an E. And I'm on any social media channel you might want to engage with me. I'm at the Stacy Harris there because we, that, that we have managed to keep stupid simple. If you type in the Stacy Harris on the internet anywhere, you will find me. Nice. Which is only a little bit creepy. Maybe not anywhere. There are sections of the web of the internet I'm not on. I feel like I should say that now. Yeah, I was going to say they're probably the sections you don't want to be on though. So there are sec- but if you're checking those sections, I don't want you to find me there or anywhere, <laughs> to be clear. Um, I'm not on the dark web, for example, which I feel is like the go-to TV nonsense right now. But anyways, that's totally off topic. Uh, yeah, hit the mic backstage.com directly to find the membership site. Literally everything else is at thestacyheroes.com. Okay, awesome. And I'll, I'll put those links under the, the episode as well so people can find you nice and easily. Thanks again so much for your time, Stacey. It's been great having you on the show. And yeah, really looking forward to seeing you crush those membership goals. Awesome. Thanks for having me. And congratulations on your new show. Huge thanks to Stacey Harris once again for being my guinea pig, I mean inaugural guest. It was great to chat with Stacey and I hope you got some useful tips out of this interview. If you'd like to access the show notes and any links mentioned throughout the interview, then please head on over to themembershipguys.com slash btm1 and you can also find Stacey at thestaceyharris.com. If you'd like to discuss anything mentioned in this episode further, then head on over to our free Facebook group at talkmemberships.com and let us know your thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Behind the Membership, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.